0: everybody. Welcome to i4O. This is Jay Bones. I am here with Slavin, Fish, and Thompson. i4O is now live on Facebook, Google Play, iTunes, and SoundCloud. We will be posting links in the notes section of this broadcast. So, to kick things off, sheep are now being grown in artificial wombs. Anyone want to lead it off?
1: It's definitely interesting to see how far science has gone like I think 20 years ago you have um, we were cloning goats at first and now they're able to actually artificially give birth to a whole new animal like I mean it's still it's still a sheep but it's it's in, it's insane how far science is going with that kind of stuff
2: I don't know how long it, uh, it usually takes for a was it, a, a sheep or a goat to be born but four weeks in there, fully surviving, fully growing like it normally would—that's the thing that sci-fi movies are made of. Thirty, forty years ago, like this is—it's right. it, crazy to think about in theory, but it's also like it's—it's it's also amazing.
1: Mm-hmm. And they were in the article; they were talking about it's like they're watching its lungs grow and all kinds of stuff, and that's—it's insane to think about that kind of stuff because you have like Star Wars where they're putting people in. tanks where you can like heal them and this is like the first step towards that kind of stuff
0: it's crazy i mean it's it's in there they they measure versus uh a sheep who's born from its mother's womb uh, around the same time and its heart and lungs which are two of the most crucial organs are around the same functionality it's extremely promising
3: yeah i agree um honestly it's it shows the promise it shows is because I've heard of stories where, where mothers they, they you know, they come down with cancer or other terminal illnesses while they're you know, they're while they're pregnant and this is like a way to carry out a term to the fullest that we can get it to human trials.
0: Yeah. It's it's it could be Amazing. I mean, all the amount of children are born prematurely who don't develop correctly now providing a potential means for them to develop to a more capable extent where they're born with a much higher rate of survival. I think the statistic I saw was a uh, 50% mortality rate for prematurely born children. I mean, this could be absolutely world changing. Yeah. What do you guys think of the the prospect of us
1: playing god and moving towards like a it's almost borderline eugenics like you can start tweaking variables here and the next thing you know you have like this really strong sheep or a sheep that produces really high quality wool or um, even being weaponized in the future once they move past sheep like what do you guys think of that?
2: Oh, I mean, I, I had more to say about the, about the last part, but don't get me wrong. The X-Men are coming because of this. That is going to happen. <laughs> I mean, let's get that out of the way right now. Oh,
0: yeah. Hello, You're Wolverine. Yep. <laughs> That's a guarantee. Uh,
3: but I feel like the, th- the think, technology may already be capable, especially it, you know, around the world, it's already being tested in several other countries. What we usually hear through the United States media is like it's based around ethics, and, and we're kind of shielded from things that are, that are being tested on other parts of the world. So this may already be being tested, and I've, I've seen our articles floating around the internet that say Great Britain and India have already tested out test two babies. Now, I don't know how factual they are, but it could be true. See, like, the U.S., the, with having our, our strong religious influences, it, it brings the ethics, you know, uh, in the government, the, the laws to just bring it down. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm starting, like, right? You no, sorry. You kind of get what I'm saying. In terms of ethics, the United States is pretty conservative when it comes to medical advances like that.
1: Right, definitely.
2: And, and, and I mean, hell, you're, you're not wrong. This, this stuff, kind of stuff has been going on for a long time. Whereas, I mean, there's reports of the Nazis doing these things back during World War II. I mean, there's crazy th- but the science is finally there to make these things more of a reality. It's, it's all about the way it's used. And like you said about ethics, I think the key is, like, you want people to look at these things in a positive light. You want them to be able to look at, like, One of the biggest things that that, uh, I feel like families face a lot of times is when there are complications either with the mother or the baby themselves is if I had known what was going to happen in the end, if I had known what would have been the result, that my baby would have been put through this and either lived or died regardless, I wouldn't have put them through all that. And this can be an alternative to those early births, those extreme early births. Extreme early is like 28 weeks. Dude, that's insane in a short amount of time compared it to is. what they're going on. So, I mean, I had I had a young sister when I was nine years old. So my parents were a little bit older at that point because my, my, uh, my brother's the oldest sibling. He's nine years older than me. So 18 years apart between right. t- children. That passed away. She was born three and a half months early. If things like this were around... I don't think knowing the things that my mother knew at the time she was just like i'm going to try and have this baby we're going to try and figure it out and it didn't work unfortunately for us just like many times it doesn't work for a lot of parents right and it could have easily if something like this were around you may have the ability to get that child to develop to a level where they can be taken care of and live and thrive in the world
1: right absolutely yeah and like and you were saying it gets when science, this is like only the beginning, they're able to watch this um, sheep grow in an artificial womb with, you can watch like the organs grow like I was saying earlier, but like going forward once you can get the genetics down where you can start tweaking those variables like you were saying, we have the opportunity to like have much more of a control over like the safety around birth, protecting both the mother and the child during the whole process Um, and even like doing that could even take some of the politics out of the whole process of childbirth and if it's done in a controlled way that's safe and everyone knows but you're, pr- you're probably going to get people fighting this on either side saying we're playing god and um this isn't how a natural birth was or like i could even see it like you're going down like a sci-fi route um like
0: the a natural birth would be like a commoditized thing yeah right mm-hmm well like I, I can understand that argument, but if you're looking at the current landscape of politics and relation to these things, I mean, the general debate is around the the a word abortion. Um, if you know people are fighting for this right for the child, and you know, you don't have the right to destroy that life, this is doing the exact opposite. So in a way, it would kind of be counterintuitive to say, you can't do this to save this life. if you're making the same argument against ending one. Mm -hmm.
2: And and, and, I mean, me and Thompson have had so many conversations about the general idea of what I'm about to talk about, but like everything, the root of everything ends up being money. So you could easily see this turning into, Hey, guess what? We can give your kid blonde hair, blue eyes and and ensure that he's going to be a taller child. Uh, Potentially. Who knows? I mean, I don't know. I'm not a scientist. I'm not growing sheep in bags, but like it's, it it could easily be, be taken there. Where Hey, you're paying extra for that pregnancy to me. For for me to help make your child look the way I want to, you could also see it going to an extreme like that. If we're talking about mutating species and stuff like that, it it, it could it could go in so many different
1: directions. Right, and like, that's where you get that eugenics ballpark. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. exactly. Yeah, let's
2: play them like you said,
1: mm-hmm.
3: and yeah, then, and seeing the war machine as it is today and the way it controls world economies, like where would eugenics take us? X Men. Here's <laughs> 100%, yeah. A nation yeah, of Wolverines. We'll make up today, and it's it's kind of threatening. You know what I mean? The, world, mm-hmm. the war machine is kind of an overpowering economic
1: source. Starting off with growing lambs and ending with being able to take existing people and
0: make and apply genetic enhancements to them. Like it, it's it's going to be exponential going well, Then again, look at the case of you know what what they cloned a sheep in the past, I believe it was a sheep. Um, mm-hmm. Where is that? gone i think that was shot down almost instantaneously by naysayers uh you never know what's going to happen really publicly publicly was shot down yeah well
1: that's a very (laughs) valid point (laughs) this is what we're seeing this isn't even like what the government could be working on or what any kind of other nation state could be working on so it'll be cool to see how technology brings this forward in, at least in the consumer's eye not necessarily what we're not seeing but yeah it'd be cool to see, like, where that, where that goes. Great. So, speaking of,
0: uh, sorry, go ahead, guys.
1: (laughs) I was like, it takes this almost, like, kind of, starting off that strong kind of like deflates the next topics so about the Chromecast quality. That's that there.
0: You can get full quality browsers now, so you can watch the sheep in full quality on your yeah, TV. See, and <laughs> sheep, <quality laughs> see my segue was going to be improving the quality of life. Speaking of quality, the Chromecast quality has been improved. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get
1: the segues down when we work on it. Yeah. But, but yeah that. For now
0: it's the, I like
1: the Chrome, both of those. Yeah. It works for me, but, um, Going on with the Chromecast, there's like, um, it's a it was a really short article, both of them, the ones that uh, we looked at. Um, I don't know if it's, my, my question, which they didn't, I don't think either of the articles ever talked about was, is there going to be a difference if you have the original Chromecast versus like the Chromecast Ultra or something like that to enable a higher quality? Or Is there going to be like a noticeable difference? Will the older model be able to
0: handle it as well? Or it can really open that up and... lot of different avenues so from what i read i didn't see any mention of a model like you're mentioning here um so i'm i'm likely to believe that it it's as capable as the device you have is if it seems like it's configuration setting that's modified which allows this higher quality broadcasting um which is promising in you know relation to what you're you're getting at i think that this will be supported by multiple devices.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. In terms of um, hardware quality, it's direct line-in. It's, it's HDMI and supports up to full 4K. Is the best buy guy, would tell you. I think we talked about that earlier. Right. But, <laughs> I mean, hardware quality, I, I wouldn't be concerned, even with the original Chromecast. It's just direct HDMI.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, free to gold-plated HDMI cables. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Let's get right out there to the to, to the people like that that next level tech guy, what does this mean for the people who are who are putting things to be able to stream you know cut cables with Chromecast, you know similar to the to the uh, to the Amazon Fire Stick, what is that going to mean for those people at all if, if anything?
0: That's a well, great point. Yeah, and um, it goes
1: um, since I actually don't have cable at my house, so we had this we went through this whole growing pain of getting all of the online streaming platforms available on. Like our tv so we could watch it kind of as if you had a cable subscription and um having this enables you to kind of branch outside of only the apps that google supports so you can okay. use a whole browser tab so in this case you'd be able to um just get a 25 dollars chromecast the next thing you know you have a way to get amazon tv up on your browser or anything that like i said that might not be supported with that method so this kind of gives you an unlimited um, selection of anything you might want to put. Go to Reddit on your... and just search
3: for "I want to watch this." That's,
1: yeah, uh, essentially. <laughs> I mean, you can actually
3: use the browser to go to Reddit and then search.
0: There you go. And yeah. it's 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 going to be interesting to see what products like Roku, what they do to you know come back at this because right now, I mean, personally, I have a Roku four for, for this reason. I can stream Netflix, Amazon, etc. If you can do this all from a web browser with a Chromecast, what's the point?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and it's twenty-five
1: bucks and. You have something that can cast anything on the internet because you have the full quality
0: browser. Exactly, uh, casting. Exactly.
2: My uh, my streaming devices are a little more expensive. I was I was one of those guys who was like, oh, I'm not going to buy a Fire Stick. I have an
1: Xbox One. Yeah, I was a five hundred <laughs> dollar investment, dude. Of cool. course. I played like four games. I've got the uh, I've got the Nvidia Shield, so I'm right there with you. Yeah, Yeah, exactly.
0: No, I was actually talking to Kyle about that yesterday.
3: Shows promise as a Plex media server. I gotta say that. (laughs) (laughs) Always
0: Plex. Plex. Always Plex with this guy. (laughs) Yeah, that Nvidia Shield
1: could get a whole episode on its own.
0: (laughs) So I guess uh, while we're we're running the topic of Google, we can. Have our next transition into uh, the new ad-blocking technology Google's implementing in its Chrome browser. Uh, Matt, I know you're passionate. Why don't you get at it? <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is huge. This is probably the like one of the biggest stories that no one's really going to talk about coming out in the next few days. Um, this is like one of the big wins for the consumer, which in today's um, in today's internet it hardly happens. With you have net neutrality and uh, and how everything is going, but What it is, is uh, Chrome has decided to implement their own version of an ad blocker, which is going to conform, it's going to force websites to conform to this coalition of better ads that they're putting all their stocks behind. And what it's going to do is any site that has an intrusive ad, like anybody who's been on the internet has seen these ads where you go on a website and the pop-up flies up on the screen or... You're on your phone and you have to, like, scroll past an ad in order to actually see the content you wanted to go to the site for, and this is going to put a stop to all of that. What the big selling point is, is that it doesn't just kill those ads. If Google's ad blocker finds even one of these ads that break the Coalition of Better Ads guidelines for an advertisement, they kill the whole site's ads. So, and... And we were talking about it a little earlier before the show about the market share of all of these browsers, and Chrome is almost at sixty percent. This is yeah. this is huge. It's incredible.
2: It really is going to be huge, yeah.
1: Hmm. And it's it's exciting. It's I I absolutely hate those ads. It's one. Well, here's <laughs> the like, thing
0: too. Like, what what do you see with the uh, competition in terms of browsers? I mean, everyone's kind of on Chrome's, you know, you know, their coattails. Chrome does it. Okay, we got to do it too so that people are still interested in us. Yeah. Um I I can definitely see this becoming a regular thing.
1: And like yeah. It so this would hopefully in in my respect because I I don't like using an ad blocker all the time because there are sites that I visit that I want to support them or and they or I I like the fact that they don't have intrusive ads and they're on the side where they belong and um very like you can you can easily tell they're an ad. Like there isn't like a download button or like five download buttons on a page if I'm trying to get something. So um, I'm hoping this will bring the internet in a direction where people don't have to use ad blockers in order to have an, a sane-looking internet.
2: <laughs> well, my, my least favorite ad, and thank God it's not part of the uh, it's part of the, the the least preferred ad experience section on that website is the one that just has audio regardless of where it is on the page. It is the most frustrating. I just click like 97 X's. I'm like, where is this?
0: (laughs) Please go away. It's always some hidden video at the bottom of the page, right? Yeah, it's like in
2: someone's comment who happens to work for that website.
1: Like, Uh, come on,
0: dude. Sponsored comment. And now I don't think
1: Uh. it went too deep into that. I haven't read up on the Coalition of Better Ads, but I'm... I'm curious to how Chrome is going to handle ads that are embedded in, like, automated players or, like, an ad that pops up, um, kind of like you were saying, like a hidden audio feed using, like, because, you know, there's going to be websites that are going to try to work around this and they're going to try to force ads through, but it's going to at least be... It's going to keep the honest sites honest.
0: I would think there would so. be some way to do that where if it's, you know, a certain web page, okay, let the video play as the main content. Otherwise, recognize what's not the main content pause that. Dude, I, I, I know a know that's... lot
3: of our, uh, male listeners may recognize that uh, some of the sites you go on, they open a separate browser tab entirely. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I love yeah, you, Thompson. <laughs>
1: yeah, I know they were trying to kill those ads. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> but yeah, in case anybody was interested, actually, I, I was. I found this interesting personally. Um, uh, according to NetMarketShare.com, which always cites your sources as the next librarian. <laughs> 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 according to that, I, I don't know how credible the source is, but according to them, Chrome takes up fifty-eight point six four percent of the market share currently. Right. Microsoft Internet Explorer, Explorer, excuse me, the second biggest market share at eighteen point nine five percent, followed by Firefox at eleven point seven nine percent, uh, followed by Microsoft Edge at five percent. Safari, 3.37%. Opera, 1%.
0: And most of the Internet Explorer is probably enterprise, too. Well, that's that's what I was going to get at is, you know, between Microsoft Edge and Internet Explorer, you've got, what, 25%. How many of those people don't know any better, Mm -hmm. right? Yes. (laughs) Yes, Seriously, Firefox, you know they know what they're doing. Chrome, Mm -hmm. that's that's the go-to. It is. It's the way it is.
2: I had to give Firefox and then Chrome to my dad
1: because he was just Internet Explorer all day. I was like, "Get out of here!" Yeah, place.
0: come on. <laughs> nah. Get, with Get, the with the your... Get with the oh, times. Get with the times. <laughs> Internet
1: Explorer is um, is enterprise businesses and <laughs> all of and probably everybody's aunt as well. <laughs>
0: Isn't it so frustrating when you use some kind of software that requires you to use Internet Explorer?
1: Mm-hmm. Yes.
0: Yeah, I mean, Bill, seeing... Bill Gates, I love you in a way, but come on. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so bad. i uh, yeah. sorry. No, I was saying Internet
1: Explorer's got such a bad name on it, they even had to kill it and like completely rebrand with
0: Microsoft Edge. With well, Windows 10. now it's edgy, so. It's <laughs> <Microsoft> edgy. <laughs> <laughs> they want to give themselves an edge. That's yeah. right. What better name? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: It's an oh, edge above fine. the rest.
2: I know uh, 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 I'm going to butcher his name, but uh, uh, Camille Nanjani, who's on uh, Silicon Valley. I'm mm-hmm. sure it's a favorite of all of ours. Uh, he had a tweet that I love. I mean, it's like two years old now, but I found it in no time because I favored it and retweeted it. <laughs> um, I, he said it. Remember when pop-up ads that covered the page used to annoy us? Now we patiently sit for them to be done. Human <laughs> zero, the devil billion. <laughs> one of my it's, favorite tweets, but I feel like it kind of fits. Yeah, with I, I like so, it. Yeah, definitely. And I used, I'm hoping those uh, will go away. I don't
0: know about you guys, but uh, in my Chrome, I have an extension for ad blocker. I, I like that one. It's it's not quite on par with this because it doesn't do anything for in-page. If if you get an extension like that it typically disrupts how the page works. But what mine does is it blocks your pop ups. You know, all those um B S uh pages that will spawn and it definitely improves my browsing experience. You pretty much it's need so a ad blocker. Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
3: Yeah.
1: And um going off of that, like there's the one um I know everybody uses there's ad plus and um the other big one is ublock origin which i know doesn't it doesn't advertise itself as an ad blocker it advertises itself more for um like network blocks and preventing uh, phishing and internet hooks from getting into like using the cookies and stuff but um, those are the two big ones and i know adblock plus has like a a pay you can companies can pay to get around their ad block so <laughs> i'm hoping like this could get rid of Sketchy um, deals with those companies. Be nice, bring the internet back to what it was, which was just HTML5 and iframes. HTML,
2: because Google's actually part of that that ad block plus. Like they are one of the the websites that uses or that pays them to to help block as their website. So it's going to be obviously way cheaper for them, and they could just extend from there. Like you said, everybody else rides their coattails. So
1: right. Hmm. I'm not going to get any videos popping up of sheep growing in artificial wounds. <laughs> yeah. Who wants to hear about that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah it, it's, it's definitely exciting because it's good for the consumer and yep. bad for all the websites. Be nice is, to see.
0: It is nice when you see something released that just directly benefits the consumer, those who use mm-hmm. the product. I mean, mm-hmm. unfortunately I feel like it's more of a rarity these days than it has been. Um, Especially when it's (laughs) tech-oriented.
1: I think that's not this version of Chrome, but it's going to be in the, like, I think it's another version up from this one. I think it's like 53 or 54 version Chrome is going to have this built into it. And it's going to be on by default, which is even better. Fantastic. Anybody who downloads a software update is going to get this without even knowing it. So if you're out there
0: and you don't know any better, you're still going to benefit from this. (laughs) Just keep auto-update on and you're fine.
3: I feel like it is nice to see the consumer win one, but at the same time, I do like seeing content creators, the original content creators, you know, win as well. So it'd be nice to find some kind of middle ground that like we're not just being harassed by these ads. Mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, I feel like a lot of the, you know, all the data sharing is going on with the big corporations these days, and it's kind of, it's invasive in our privacy like we spoke about in the last uh, episode, but in a way, it's kind of going to be more subliminal advertisement as opposed to just in your face, obnoxious harassment. That's so, I'm not sure which is better honestly because I don't want to be guided into what I'm going to buy or, you know, as a consumer,
0: but that's a different argument in my opinion. That's content control I'm definitely right. afraid of. I don't want yeah. to be shown what you want me to see, <laughs> you know. <laughs> you I'm just got to pay attention. To that's why I, that's why I have the search <laughs> bar. Like if I'm going to look for something, I'm going to look for it. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
1: and um the that's that's why we got to for the privacy, that's why we got to pay attention to that coalition for better ads because they're following those guidelines to decide what ads get blocked. So we got to make sure that they stay on the on the side of the consumer,
0: right? Until yeah. until that's all taken care of.
3: Can we get a link to that page? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I
1: have to put one in the show notes.
0: I was gonna say, let's keep tacking we'll them on. We'll <laughs> yeah.
1: Put it in the show description on iTunes. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> so I think we have a break coming up.
0: Yeah. So um, let's uh, take a short break. We'll come back with some more interesting brace-y. topics. Yeah. Yeah. That's right, <laughs> <what I'm> fish. <laughs> Sorry, guys. So uh, we'll be back shortly.
2: everybody part two episode one officially i4o coming back with me is j bones slavin thompson and myself fisher kyle fisher new this week if you listen to episode zero you'll notice that i wasn't there urban was he took this week off i'm here not as much wit as urban i don't think water's necessarily always wet but you know we'll We'll go with what we have to Got go Got the whole
1: rolling cast thing
0: going. You know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
1: we'll
2: be in and out week to week. We'll see how it goes. I'm not around next week, so if we have episode two ready for next week, I won't be on. But listen for me in the future, I promise. I'll, I'll bring some form of entertainment to this stage. But we want to get right back into the big topics here. Uh, we want to go right into, we were talking about earlier, uh, IBM's Watson. Uh, some more innovative things with Watson. I mean, Watson has been incredible to, to watch from the second he started beating every human being in the universe in jeopardy
1: <laughs> now
2: with this cognitive photo with J-Buzz. You, you're the one who told me about it. Why don't you throw, or I'll throw it to you. Go into this a little bit and get us started on this
0: topic. So it's interesting. Um, basically, it's a supercomputer, which you might have assumed from the description provided, um, and it it basically is capable now of composing a portrait of you based on uh, five personality traits, which include your level of anxiousness, openness, agreeableness, extroversion, and conscientiousness, which are all determined from questions which the supercomputer asks you in this photo booth. Um, I think that is incredible, personally, that a computer is able to determine these, you know... Humanistic uh, traits based off of pretty simple questions. Um, I don't know if anyone wants to chime in here. Um, it can see your fear. It knows. <laughs> <way. laughs>
1: as long as they don't install any red lights on it, I'm okay with Again, it. Again, it's like a yeah. demon. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: My impression is,
3: what what. Uh, IBM really exposed the public to in, in terms of where Watson is learning all this information is very very vague and that's it sketches me out a little bit I mean in terms of like how integrated are they with maybe Intel or you know big corporations like that that maybe know what we look like and they, they have direct integrations like this PC here like they could see through my webcam what I look like stuff like that you know what I mean It's mm-hmm. a valid and point
1: It's cool to see just how far it's and also it's very like Skynet-esque and very creepy how far along supercomputers and AI is coming in because a lot of people were saying, go ahead, what were you saying?
3: Um, Is is Watson like a full AI? Is it really like a a machine learning program?
1: It uses machine learning.
3: It's a supercomputer technically, right?
1: Yeah, I think it started off as a supercomputer just with and then they, they taught it where to pull sources from because they were doing it on Jeopardy, like you were saying earlier, Kyle, um, how it can kind of grab answers on the fly based off of a question, and, um, and then they were kind of putting it through paces, getting it good at playing chess, which was a good example of machine learning. So I think it's it's definitely getting into the market of like a very powerful AI system, and you're seeing that, and I think its biggest competition now, we were talking about it on the last episode, is Google's DeepMind. Which yeah, um, they're using for other purposes. They're hooking it into all their services and stuff. So that's the big thing. AI is is the next big thing in the technology. Nice cause I, th- I think we're like in terms of like phones and computers and hardware, we're like we're plateauing, and it'll be good to see AI kind of take hardware to the next level. And even through <laughs> stuff like
0: this, being able to almost be artistic is like. Yeah. It's, it's fascinating. It's right? bringing, up the, bringing up the concept of deep learning is interesting because um, the questions that Watson is asking here is about your, your life aspirations. Who's your favorite movie character? What artist inspires you? Um, to kind of get an idea for you know, what kind of portrait it wants to paint. And um, the term used by IBM is cognitive computing, which um, involves actually you know, what computing can parallel... In terms of senses. Um, It learns from past experience with other people who have already done this. It uh, has, you know, takes into account previous interactions, which is essentially what the human mind does. It's, It's really getting to an interesting point where, you know, the line is getting closer and closer between what our brains consider experience and what a computer does. I mean, Kyle, do you have anything you want to add?
2: Well, one thing I was going to ask was, is, does, in this case, did Watson take any sort of photo or anything like that? Do you guys know? I didn't look too much into this. Is there any sort of photo taken that's really just painting a portrait based on that plus anything? Or is it like, does you, you didn't upload a photo and it's guessing what you look like now? Does anything like that? Or was it just like, I answered these questions and now it's creating what I vaguely look like? And that's, because that's insane.
1: Yeah, from what I was reading on the article, I think what it does is it it does take a picture of you at the beginning, um, so it kind of knows, like, what to do with all the stuff that it does, and then it applies
0: colors based on how it read your emotions and perceptions and... Right and it would like, it would have been kind of ridiculous right to paint you from scratch like Oh I would I would've right <laughs> exactly, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I wouldn't be here right now cuz I'd be
2: held up in a bunker somewhere Exactly <laughs> <laughs> We're It's kind of like birthing a bursting goats and bags and, and <laughs> painting us from from questions I'm out
1: It's Your kind of like a it, it came to me it's like a mood ring almost of like portraits like a, yeah. it's like a heat map of how you are and like where I don't know how I didn't get too deep into it on how it like replaces um, like where it puts the colors or anything but that was my understanding from how that works
0: wouldn't it be interesting For though whatever, to... it looks like the portrait
3: itself is, is is very just like oh i took this portrait and then i'm just using these colors over the top of you when i've used bots on skype like project murphy if you guys have ever used that <laughs> oh yeah reposition your face Not i would have found it more interesting if this you know the supercomputer had actually
0: repositioned or
3: tried to recreate you in a 3d space
0: Mm-hmm. Isn't, well, it, that it's that start. Isn't it interesting yeah. though how, you know, I mean, you know, if you, if you hear of someone else's story, it's one thing, but if you're in the photo booth and you have Watson produce an image of you, wouldn't it be interesting to see that interpretation? And if you're appreciating it on an artistic level, like what that could do to you, knowing a computer oh, so- <laughs> could just <laughs> sense your overall humanity based on yeah. five questions. can do a lot. It yes. Yes, it could It could be mind-altering, in my opinion. I mean, it's I like, have yet like, to participate, like, but... It's like, born too late to explore the Earth, born too soon <laughs> to explore the galaxy, but born just in time to be hand-drawn by an AI. Slavin, that is not the first time I've heard you <laughs> use most of that quote. So <laughs> <laughs> it's true, though. I actually like the
2: mood ring description, because I... After I said that, I I went back to the link and looked at some of the pictures, and it really is just like, I don't know how he does it, but like, it just the the perfect description was the headline, like uh, the quote under the headline. It looked into my soul and drew me the way it envisioned. Like it it really felt like that. It's it's an emotional portrait, as if like a professional painter was painting you based on questions that you answered and one photo it took one time. Mm -hmm. That's insane.
1: Yeah, it'd be
0: cool if they, like, put that on the web so people could uh, go and do that themselves. I'm sure it's not Um, too far off. Yeah. Yeah. The fact that Wolfram Alpha is available on a web page where you can go and get, you know, extremely complicated calculations solved on the fly, I don't think it's too far off to have this kind of technology embedded there. So.
2: Guys, we're so close to having an amazing things on the web. I mean, if you go and search on Google Brazilian soccer name and type your first and last name in, it gives you a Brazilian name.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the same, like, how, ma- how many times have you done this, Kyle? <laughs> Once. <laughs> Two times. And I was blown
2: away both times. Oh, I yeah. don't know Brazilian people to confirm that it's actually a Brazilian name, but
0: I'm going with it. Yeah, I mean, uh, speaking of just going with it, uh, our next topic is in relation to <laughs> AT&T launching a 5G network. <laughs> uh, the offer was speeds up to twice as fast, which are apparently uh, not exactly accurate. And um, T-Mobile tried to do it before, right? Uh, yeah, actually, in 2010, T-Mobile did the same thing, and AT&T was actually the one to call them out. Which is very interesting. They were talking about how um, they were using a marketing tactic to gain more customers, and it seems as though AT&T is doing the same thing right now. Good old
1: AT&T. They're always trying to be on the cutting edge of buzzwords.
0: (laughs) Pretty much. I mean
3: at or mm-hmm. Bell Atlantic. <laughs>
0: <laughs> at that point, it's like I don't. It, it could be either one. <laughs> to make matters even, to make matters even better, um, this only this new network. Uh, only works with uh, Samsung Galaxy S8. Yes, we are looking at you, Irvin. Um, and <laughs> this only works in Austin, Texas as of right now. Nice. <laughs> so starts in Austin. very Everything. location yeah, specific. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> if you can see the tower, you're good. Um, <laughs> Um, from from my understanding, I don't know about you guys, but I've I've heard about Verizon outbidding AT and T in terms of allocation with five G.
1: I haven't heard about that, but I know they're definitely gonna try there's gonna be this big fight over who runs those lines and who controls the pipes when five G does roll out in full force, which That's, Yeah. I'm sure. personally excited for, but I'm not excited for the legal battle and the, the politics behind it and all that stuff. They but. always come
0: with the territory, right? Yeah, five G's. Five G's big. I mean, it's, it's gonna be huge. So, it's funny that, go ahead. No, all you men.
2: Uh, so, so I mean, it's just funny. We were talking about um, advertising and marketing and people calling each other out. Well, it's funny that we talk about Verizon now because AT and T calling somebody out and then doing the same thing later. But Verizon, one of my favorite ads from them. I'm not a huge commercial guy. One of my favorite ads is when they showed. I think it was AT and T showing a map. Of their 4G uh, coverage. (laughs) And then they just zoom in on the bottom. And they're like... It says... It says right here at the bottom of the image. All blurry on the main screen. But here it is right at the bottom of the image. This... This photo does not depict actual coverage. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's just, okay, hey, look at how grid our network is. Really, it's just a map with yellow drawn on it, but we're going to think you. Right. It
0: has nothing to do with the actual coverage. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's
1: correct in, in terms of legalese. It's incorrect in terms of what it literally is. Quick, buy this. <laughs> and they're just going to do the same thing.
2: Mm. They'll do the same thing down the road in will so call them out as
1: Got, in this day and age, it, it,
3: if you guys remember, Ooh. you guys remember uh, Google Loon, the Google floating balloon Wi-Fi program. Oh yes. yeah, yeah. Yes. I heard about that. Um, yeah. Where they were trying to provide internet, uh, internet to basically Africa, Australia, any other off, off main continent or off mainland uh, island continents for the most part, just to provide internet to everybody they could. And it seemed like a pipe dream, and I mean, I, the program was discontinued eventually. But it seems like in this day and age. In terms of wireless, like, is there not a way to make maybe aerial, you know, Wi-Fi towers or wireless towers, maybe even satellite? I mean, I know there are satellite. There are satellite Wi-Fi, uh, wireless providers, but they're not as strong and they're not that numbered. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So go back- in age, it's getting close, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. For what the with your, your the, going on that Google Loom project. um they actually were able to provide New Zealand's internet for an entire day, right. the whole island of New Zealand. And um, yeah, that was basically just like for people who don't know what Project Bloom is. It's just basically Google's like, hey, let's. what if we just put a bunch of routers on giant balloons and flew them over <laughs> countries and continents and, and like just kind of sprayed internet down onto like, the land below them to provide people who don't have access to wires and like, innovate like, big infrastructure like the fiber cables and stuff. Um, gives them access to internet that they can use on their cell phones. So it gives people like a basic access to the internet. So that is drones. Yeah, we can do it is, with drones.
3: think we have two major monopoly ISPs controlling the United States right now and they're basically paying for it. Like Google could compete if they chose to. So they you see it. this you see their capabilities and it's like wow. Like and we're being limited to what internet speed at this
1: point? <laughs> That's- yeah I think Good. Okay. I was say I think with five G going back on our topic, that I think five G is going to be a step towards the answer to what you guys were saying, like getting internet to as many people as possible and getting internet out. Um, because there was uh, at CES this year, they were able to. Um, there was a guy at the convention who was driving an, a car remotely about sixty miles away um, right. with uh, like, and there was almost no latency on that at all. It was. I think it was in. It might have been there, or was in. It could have been in Europe too, um, where they had the preliminary lines. But he was driving a car that was sixty miles away, and there was. It was as if he was in the driver's seat. There was no lag or latency or anything. That's crazy. It's fascinating. Yeah. But was so it? Th-
3: were they within the same tower range?
1: Um, <laughs> that is probably <laughs> an accurate statement. I'm not sure though because yeah. it's, it's got. Five um, G's got some of the most powerful.
0: Um, bandwidth over the air that we have—it's like unlike anything we have right now. So think about this, and this is definitely a more you know so- social conversation. But do you think internet and network connectivity is a-, a right at this point? I mean, think of all the things you can do with the internet that maybe those who don't have it provided to them can't do. Do you think well, that like it's something that if if it's capable of being provided, why isn't it?
1: If it goes out at work, I have to go home. So
0: I, right. I, I consider that a utility at that point. Yeah, It is a utility. But you have it to go home to at the same time. Yeah, but it, without it, I, uh, my job doesn't
1: exist. <laughs> okay, so, um, go ahead. Are about to nope. say something? Nope, all good. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I was saying, like, um, internet is one of the most important rights, I think, that we have now. It's access to inter- information. It's what connects people. Together around the world, so um, I think denying people
0: that um, is is almost like a crime against humanity. That's basically what I was getting at and asking the question. I I feel like you can improve the lives of so many people if it was just available to those who currently have no means of accessing. Mm -hmm. And
3: as a species, we don't have a means of like extrasensory perception. We don't have a means of exchanging information without verbally communicating it but having technology come to the point where it has that internet is our way of just exchanging information on a mass scale and it's part of our evolution in a way if you're trying to go against that i mean you're kind of like you said you're going it's a crime against humanity you mm-hmm. want to in, you want to inhibit the human species
1: yeah and that's why i think that companies like AT&T putting buzzwords on it before the infrastructure is even ready kind of almost takes away the meaning of what 5g is really going to be when it rolls out and what this is going to offer like society
0: exactly Mm -hmm.
1: and then even running the the, talking about running the fiber lines the next topic we had is verizon it's similar they're running their 70 dollar gigabit um internet plan i think that was um has anybody had a chance to i haven't had too much of time to read up on this maybe someone else can speak to it a little bit more than me um, Thompson, no. I think you would <laughs> into it too, right?
3: Well, I was looking into uh, Google Fiber. The uh, once Google Fiber, as they basically shut it down at this point, but if, if Google you... Fiber was for one thousand megabits per second, and what they were offering, and they were offering it at the same price. So I feel like you know, in terms of Verizon, they're trying to get up to speed the Google Fiber was at, but they're not there. Um, But at the same time, they are covering all the fiber covered areas on the East Coast and they're providing the service at 70 megabytes per second for uh, Philly, New York. And uh, J.Bos, I think you had had more locations than I did.
0: (laughs) Uh, So so I don't have them in front of me, but uh, the locations off the top of my head were uh, New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, I believe Washington, D.C., as well as Richmond, Virginia, um, to name a few. So it is uh, generally the Northeast, so to speak, um, and to speak to the speeds they're trying to provide, they're, they're offering um, what was advertised as a $70 plan for a one gigabit per second connection. Um, studies slash measurements have found that it's closer to a max of 940 megabits per second for uh downloads and uploads are hovering around 880 megabits per second so not quite on target um definitely nice but uh if you're going to advertise gigabit come on like sell gigabit um Right, and and that seventy dollars price is not including the modem. It's not including other fees. Uh, price hikes vary depending on your current service. Uh, things like that. It's it's just reeks of false advertising to me. Apparently,
2: the well, yeah exactly <laughs> finest, But uh, <laughs> apparently, the um, the big concern was people who who weren't new customers. And it appears that it's not going to be too bad of a jump per month. Uh, people who already have 150 megabits per second are only going to be spending 20 bucks extra a month to upgrade. So, I mean, it's a huge jump in speed for only 20 more dollars a month. It That part of it, I mean, although, like you said, it is ultimately false advertisement when you look at the, the price. Well, compared to what we what we expect from certain companies making that adjustment now, where they're not hiding fees, they're not hiding prices things, it's... It, it's not as bad as it could potentially have been right but it is a lot of question marks based on that initial big uh release where people expected to see something and got something else
3: i, I do kind of want to bring up a point as uh, south korea has always been i mean in the last couple of years south korea has been noted as you know having the fastest internet speeds in the world also being a small country uh, in terms of like geographic um surface area but they're i'm looking at their current average speed the fastest speed in the world is 26.1 megabits per second so if you're getting a gigabit speed you're way over that
0: Um, yeah exactly
3: average across the united states is still going to be way under because most of the united states especially the bible belt you go across the midwest is it's it's still operating on dsl and there's some areas that still have 256k modems (laughs) fiber hasn't reached out there yet i mean we really in the megalopolis here on the east coast we we have an advantage here and it might up our average as a as a country which is usually beneficial in my opinion especially when we're competing against outsourcing and potential um, information technology jobs in areas like that
0: agreed and i'm not sure what that average speed is based off of but it's based off of population we have a tremendous population density in this area if we have speeds like that that's gonna spike that astronomically And
1: also, um, to kind of almost not like defending the article, but um, people are saying the maximum speeds were 940 megabits per second. I actually have the the 150 plan you were talking about earlier, Kyle, that was mentioned in the article. And um, I don't think I've ever once seen 150 straight (laughs) up on a speed test before. It's always been a little lower. Yep.
2: So I I feel like it's... You get that in everything from speeds to space on a hard drive to like, I mean, I bought a, a one terabyte Xbox One and the day I turned it on, I had 724 gigs. <laughs> I mean, it's like, it's like it, when you buy it, it's the total maximum amount of space. But then there's things that have to be on there or have to be running that are going to lessen that. Like in this case, I'm sure that Bryson has proprietary things going on that have to be running at all times. So. Technically, is it, is it hitting a gig? Yes, but you're not going to see all of that. They're seeing that, but running mm-hmm. it back to you, you're not going to see it. And they're getting – I mean it's so close that – or it's, it's like counting threads in a bedsheet. Are we really going to get that upset about it?
1: Right. Mm-hmm. And I think the $70 price is just the entry. It's just the, the initial entry fee you get, and then that probably goes up a little bit later because
0: if it's you're going to pay – It's
2: 70 in year one, 85 in year two for a two-year plan.
0: Mm-hmm. so that's like any yeah. typical subscription but uh in in regards to what you're saying about you know your terabyte being downgraded i'm also sure well i guess sure is the wrong word but i'm confident that when they were developing this product they were trying their hardest to hit this one gigabit per second uh they hit it and then that's what they went with you know and also, like, yeah in the field it's something different than when it's in development And it's cool seeing they got 940 megs up
1: and 880 down um, because that's only 60 megs off off of Parallel, which is something that not a lot of ISPs (laughs) offer. Usually they'll give you like uh, 30 or 50 up and like 10 Uh down. I mean, it's
0: it's easy to criticize numbers when they're advertised, but either way, it it still is an incredible feat. (laughs) It's still going to be
2: super impressive. Uh, Yes. Mm
0: -hmm. And it's good to see that we're finally starting
1: to compete with Europe and Asia um, in improving our quality of our Internet because right. that's what's going to be making us more. It's going to help out with tourism. It's going to help out with um, businesses, enterprise. It's going to improve everywhere. And then this combined with 5G, I think it, the future is looking to be pretty cool.
0: Looking up. Yes. I agree. <laughs> and if you're uh Go ahead, Kyle. Have... No, Please, boy. please, please. Well, I was I was gonna segue here, so if you have a last oh, note feel free. Too, yeah, I was gonna say if <laughs> if you're if you um, you know looking to improve a look, you can always go to the Amazon Echo Look. Uh <laughs> <laughs> It's a bit of a stretch. I feel like I, I was I got, I got the next one. I was a little dropped there. Uh, anyway.
1: It's, the echo so the it dropped just like the entire concept. Of the echo look it's the most ridiculous I mean second only to the juicer it's the most ridiculous thing that I've heard about in the past couple of weeks it um what it basically is um is it's the the mirror that you set up or it's a camera system I don't know what it looks like exactly but you set it up either in front of your wardrobe or you take a selfie with it with yourself and it makes wardrobe suggestions based off of what you're wearing, your appearance, everything like that. So it's like almost like the the me generation and stuff taken to like the next level, putting cameras in mirrors now, um, to help you to help make people who are already very self conscious just make that so much worse.
2: The mirror selfie's gonna be so much easier to take now,
3: guys.
1: So much easier
3: to take. <laughs> Personally, what I see is Amazon has shut down almost every as- or like aspect of the um, the public market in terms of traveling to a convenience store or-, or Walmart or some some kind of department store like that, except for clothing. They have everything else. You can ship literally everything else to your home, but you know some people they don't know if something will fit right without trying it on first. That's the only aspect they really haven't shut down yet. So they're trying. I, as I see it, they're trying to lock down that market. It's like here's our last thing we can really kill every, or excuse me, every mall that we have, every um, every Walmart that that is in competition with us left. You know, I mean, and they have done some damage against Walmart in the last two, three years. They've done done some serious damage. Walmart had to close some two hundred stores across the, the continent recently. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, yeah.
1: they've been putting big stock into their online market. Have you been on Walmart's online store in at all in the last week or two? It's yeah, actually, it's really nice. They're, they're, it's like a complete about face from like the standard fistfights in the parking lot and uh, <laughs> car accidents everywhere, people of Walmart. It's, it's a totally different friend, scene.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just Wait till the... Tom, hmm? nope, go ahead.
2: I was saying this. it's funny, Tom, because that's exactly what I talked during during the break for us about how I had a good uh, something I wanted to bring up. That's exactly what I wanted to bring up. I think the the easy connection here is that you will see you know you can take pictures of your wardrobe let let this thing know what you have and it can show you but it's also going to recommend suggestions based on what they have in their online store at that moment 100 percent. hey discount buy now it's going to ship to you in three days you'll have it for the weekend you know like i mean right. there that's the easiest connection for me because they already do that with everything else i mean amazon really does recommend things to you on on such a high level i mean and it's a great website everything about them was good but like you said the one thing they had not cornered I mean they took I worked at GameStop for a long time they took video games out had a GameStop I mean digital had a big chunk but there were so many people who were like yeah Amazon's cheaper why wouldn't I just order it from there the strategy guy I never got the strategy guy but it was five bucks if I ordered it with the game that's already cheaper why would I not get it like a lot of things that we already had were taken away. Electronics, everything was taken away. Going to Amazon, and then they started video streaming service to compete with those. things. And what's the what's the next thing? Hey, just we're gonna show you exactly how this awesome piece, the closing excuse me, piece of clothing is gonna look on your body, and we're gonna ship it to you free of charge, two day shipping.
0: Well, this okay. kind of this kind of ties into a topic we talked about last week, or at least you know uh, a point where that was made. Which is more valuable, your personal decision or convenience? So and privacy y- in this case. Right, exactly. So you know, Amazon can suggest this and that. It may complete your wardrobe. You know, so you look fabulous, but are you just buying into products that they're pushing for their own self-gain? That's is everyone exactly?
2: Is it this is everything we have, or this is what someone else paid us more money to show you that you should
0: get? Precisely. Oh, a, yep. That's going Technically, Amazon can
1: send news. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, I mean, it'd be cool if um, I was thinking about the the look. It'd be cool if it if there was like a mirror that you could get <clears throat> that had um, like AR hooked up to it, which could like project the clothing onto you. Almost. I like, I don't be...
0: I don't think that's far away.
1: No, but I, I think I think that would be like the logical next step, so that way you could. Be like, oh, would this shirt look alright on me? Okay, let me just look at it through this mirror, well, and it'll apply the clothes. What
0: would the look mirror already be, right? It'd be a camera capturing you and displaying you on a screen. So mm-hmm. in that in that reality, augmented reality, can just you're talking overlay about that over you. precisely, mm-hmm. yeah. It'd have to you know take contours of the shape of your body and overlay whatever clothing it has in its bank. But the one thing that I think that Amazon isn't going to be
1: able to corner is what you were saying earlier: being able to actually try on the clothes before you buy them. Right. So that's going to be something that I think is going to be a reason why you're always going to need a brick-and-mortar store. Or at least um, I know Amazon, I think, experimented with buying up the Radio Shack um, brick-and-mortar stores as they were going out of business and pulling back. And setting them up to be able to take your stuff back and return at like a brick-and-mortar store
0: where they take care of all of the return process. You just go and bring it back and tell them you don't want it anymore. I wouldn't be shocked to see... Oh, I'm sorry. I wouldn't be shocked to see Amazon outlets, so to speak, where you can go try on things in that event. Right. They, mm-hmm. you, you, know, you see, it, you see it on yourself. Oh, I love it. You go in person. Personally, I doubt Amazon's going to support a product that doesn't feel good to wear. If they're, if they're going that route, um, they're mm-hmm. going to do that, you know, QC to make sure. So then you're going to go wear it in person. There you go. You're set. Or just bank on the fact that they're going to receive the item via mail, and it's you already know it's good. Mm-hmm.
3: I also feel like this the huge Amazon, you know, basically shut down of all these department stores, malls, stuff like that. It's also brought about the boom of convenience stores. Why we see a CVS on every corner, a Wawa on every corner on the East Coast, at least like it's just all about convenience now because if you need to leave your house, it's got to be something within arm's reach almost. Otherwise, you can order it with two day shipping. <laughs> Right. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, it's not—it's not—it's not what it was when we grew up in the '90s. It's not something we had to go out and you had to go shopping and spend a bunch of hours doing something, and then you know, all right, I'll come home with this, come home with that. Now I can just look it up online real quick, get it shipped, or I'll just go out if it's something edible, or something convenient. I'll just go out and find it real quick on a corner store. Mm-hmm.
2: Did you guys uh, hear about what Amazon has already done in the brick-and-mortar world? I know we didn't actually bring this up into the topics but it's something i read on my own a little a little while ago this amazon ghost store that they open up in seattle
1: mm-hmm. yeah i heard about that that's I mean, awesome
2: it's like you you can't go into the store unless you have the app open but then you just pick stuff up and walk out and the app knows what you have yes and charges <laughs> you for it yes like, what's to stop them from just putting clothes on my body in front of
1: them <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean And I I always wondered, and right now it's restricted to employees. But when you get regular people who walk in there, like, what happens if you get like a person who picks something up and puts it on another shelf, or like you get someone who picks up something and like walks around with it for a while, and like like accidentally triggers them leaving the store, or like, is there anybody who's gonna have to staff those
0: places? I'm sure they'll have
2: one dude there. Yeah, just one dude at the door.
0: (laughs) Either that, that
2: little sensor to go off. (laughs)
0: Either that, or they'll automatically be linked to a payment method, just like Amazon is. So if you leave the store with the item, you're paying for it.
2: Well, that's, that's how it works mm-hmm. at the moment.
0: So you'd have to go back and return it, I'd assume. Mm-hmm.
2: And, it's, and it's all small stuff, soft drinks, sandwiches, things like that. It's not like major, major items like Sudoku puzzles. <laughs> and, but can, can we get to the, to the brass tacks? Can we get really down to the core of this? What is wrong with the mirror? why do we have to change the mirror i know we talked about this beforehand but it's the mirror it's amazing on its own
0: it is it is
2: i don't know how a mirror works
1: i'm gonna try to improve it if if it's there someone will stick something in it to make
0: it it's
2: it's
3: incredible that the mirror even exists it is oh, you actually got me thinking I, I when I saw this article earlier I started looking it up I was like I wanted to know if there was an actual effect like a mirror effect because people are so used to looking at themselves in a mirror and when they see a phone picture that of themselves maybe to what they look like correctly you know what I mean like, or at least in terms of like an aspect to another person looking directly onto you it's different it's like something seeing something flip for the first time and you're just like I don't know that person like that's not me that's horrible man. Like as opposed to in the mirror it's like oh I'm so used to seeing this image of myself but it's not it's it's that's what i'm supposed to look like you know what i mean and so it, it's almost like a level of narcissism <laughs> narcissism here you're trying to expose
0: interesting in, in terms of
3: amazon it's like oh maybe we're on to something here maybe we can expose it for branding or whatever else they want to do you know what i mean i think when it's I'm funny
2: younger, i was blown away that my left hand was my right hand
3: Let's <laughs> just, that still
2: blew me away for a long time i'm still getting over that we're, hey, we're putting everybody, everybody has a good side and a bad side right <laughs> <laughs>
1: Do you ever like and then it blew me away when you look in your rearview mirror and there's an ambulance behind you and you can read the word ambulance and all that stuff yep. like people being yeah. able to play with mirrors how does that work it's what? cool yeah <laughs> and it's funny amazon <sighs> is this company that prides itself on like making buying stuff more convenient and killing brick and mortar stores but now they're breaking into brick and mortar stores and trying to disrupt that as well they're like doing the reverse of what walmart's doing and like what um, like kohl's and stuff and target is doing I just think it's funny how it's this weird reverse cycle where they've hit peak online store, and now they have to start putting real stores in.
2: <laughs> they have to put in a couple real stores just to run the
3: actual real stores out of business, and then they'll pull those away too. <laughs> right.
1: There
0: you
3: go. <laughs> Unless that delivery time gets up to like a couple minutes, that's really what it all comes down to. As long as you all have right. that object in your hand and it fits you correctly. <laughs> Amazon well, drones, man. It's I was amazing.
0: gonna say again, bring up the drones. You pair this with. Here we
2: go. <laughs> you pair this,
3: there, are this like drone or, de- or uh, robot delivery in some cities?
0: I think they I believe that's prototypes. correct. Yeah. They've,
3: they've done pilot tests in the UK, and i know not they've done them in Texas um, with the Amazon drones.
1: You might see that in Virginia first, because Virginia just has they just um, released a legislature to allow um, delivery drones and robots um, to actually do that. Because it's legal for little like robots to ride around on the streets and like deliver. Around in like Richmond downtown, you may be waiting at the corner for a light with a bunch of little robots with like boxes inside of them, like delivering packages.
2: If that robot comes to Philly, it will get beat up and robbed. That will one hundred percent happen. <laughs> that is proven. That, one that robot. is proven. We've done it in the past. We will do it again.
1: He was like, "I'm gonna travel the country." He gets like <laughs> beat up in a parking lot and like in an alley. <laughs> no,
3: you're not, jerk. And then just beat on him. I thought yes. that was people who did that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man you. I love it. <laughs> but um hmm? Yeah, I mean Drones man, drones of the future In terms of delivery, in terms of transportation I feel like drones are the future
1: You pair this with Amazon Now And then you have clothes getting to you within an hour The Amazon Now service Where you can um It's an app that lets, it has like a limited selection of their store Where you can get um, deliveries within an hour Of your purchase get out there it's only in like san francisco and austin and a couple other cities but they're rolling it out slowly wow <laughs> but um i think going on with this people controlling the pipes and um all this 5g network stuff is rolling out i think it's important to um talk about a topic that's hot right now both in the political spectrum and on the internet on various mediums like reddit i'm seeing it from some friends on facebook the big talk of net neutrality and um, how people are, are trying to kill that, and as a forewarning, this conversation could get fairly political. So just wanted to put that out there because it's mostly driven by um, Ajit Pai, the FCC chairman, and this new um, administration that we have um, that's trying to slow all of this process down and slow down the progress. Does anybody want to have any thoughts on net neutrality? Any like, is there anything that you don't know about it, or because um, I've did a little bit of time looking into it, and I've considered um, donating to um, some of the bigger organizations that are trying to defend it.
3: Oh, I definitely am for defending it, but do we have a basic definition for our, our listeners? <laughs>
1: yeah, uh, so I know net neutrality is kind of a vague term in itself, but um, net neutrality at its core is just ensuring that startups and companies that are trying to get into... Doing any kind of internet service, whether it be controlling uh, fiber networks or rolling out new um, new plans or doing new ISP competition, uh, it kind of ensures that um, that they have a way to get in through the duopoly that is Comcast and Verizon, and um, some would say Time Warner Cable making a third. Um, but it's it kind of enables people to um, share like. Um, share Comcast and Verizon's pipe saying they don't have a right to own that. So they can't say like, oh, you have another company running its own fiber cables into a city. And next thing you know, you have this like crazy infrastructure of hardware for like 10 different companies. So it's just kind of legislature and the whole politics around getting, making it easily able to enter that market. Cause it's extremely hard right now to enter the market as an ISP in the current, infrastructure that we have right so
3: i think it's I think like an analogy here I, it's kind of like saying like an electrical grid saying that oh well this specific nuclear power plant it can only share this much and because it hasn't paid us this much so we, we can only share it at this speed we can only share it to this many users type of deal i mean there's not really a good analogy for it like out in the market right now but people need it's i feel like it's important for people to wrap their heads around it in a way you know what i mean
1: yeah it's it's, it's something... very important in terms
3: of the the, sh- the shared information we need via the internet in mm. today's day
1: and age. It's something, it's more defending the common person on the internet as well. Um, I know a lot of people are talking about how they just rolled back um, the legislature on being able to protect privacy and how ISPs can sell your private data without your consent. Um, there was legislature in October that was um, rolled out before the new administration that said that they had to get your permission to do that. And now they don't need your permission they rolled that back so they could just go in and um like sell your data to the highest bidder and like and it's it's worse i know people could just say oh google does that or facebook does that but um unlike comcast or verizon you can stop using google or facebook with a relative ease much better than like oh just pick a new isp if you don't like what right <laughs> you're doing just go move to a place that has some other cable service and Uproot your whole life just so you can defend some thing—it's not feasible for people to do. So, right. it's, um, this
3: country is run on two major ISP monopolies: Comcast and Verizon. You have mm-hmm. two choices.
1: And I would argue that them having access to your data is worse than Google or Facebook because with Google and Facebook, you can only—they can only see what you're doing on their services. The ISP, they see everything that comes out of your house. All of the internet traffic, all of the websites, all of the IP addresses—they see everything. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, kind of putting a cap on that and defending the common rights of people on the internet is—it's—it's it's extremely important to moving forward as a country. Because you have countries like Europe where you have fiber internet speeds that they're bidding down to 20 euros a month. Like they're just in a bidding war with competition because there's they're able to compete in those markets because. The legislature allows for easy entry, whereas if you were to come into the market in the U.S., you'd have to use Comcast lines. So as an ISP, competing with Comcast, you'd be paying them to use their lines because it costs tens of thousands of dollars to run fiber to other places. So just,
0: yeah, along along the lines of allowing more or less ISPs, do you, is the argument... I mean, I, I'm certain they're intertwined, but it's argument more based in allowing more ISPs to provide service or in the fact that the ones who are providing service at a, in a way which people, you know, appreciate because we love our Internet. Why are they doing this? Um, why, are they, um,
1: why are the ISPs doing it the way they're doing it? Yes. Or um, It's because they're, um, they're lobbying to stay the top. Internet—they don't want competition. Is bad for their business because then they have to um, roll out better plans. Like I think there was something they were saying Comcast could increase its speeds by upwards of 800 percent and still be making over 100 percent profit. So they're pulling probably upwards of four or five hundred percent profits on it. Whereas if they were in a market where there was five or six ISPs fighting for people's attention, then they would have to compete and it it when you have a competition at the ISP level it kind of branches out exponentially into all other aspects of internet and startups and with better bandwidth people can collaborate more um with better speeds people can work together more and you have
0: with uh, <clears throat> excuse me with more ISPs people have a choice so i let me rephrase my question um why are the current ISPs um, allowing user data to be collected.
1: Um, it's not so much allowing; it's just. Right, they've done um, it from the beginning. <laughs> yeah, their way of, um, of making money on the pipes because right. um, the actual service doesn't make them a lot of money. It's what they do with your user data and how they
0: sell it off to other people. Is so, what makes them the real money. So what I'm getting to is, do you think that they're unfair and not? Disclosing that to the public when they're offering them the service in the first place. I think people have a right to know that
1: the only competition in town is also selling off all of their private data. Exactly. I think people have a basic right to know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: And who is it, who are they selling to? They, they say they can sell to corporations. Why can they not sell to foreign entities, foreign governments? They can. They can know everything about us. Yeah. If know, the wrong person takes over the head. You that could easily
0: happen.
1: Hmm. And then. With that, it's just um, people wanting to install backdoors, which introduces security issues with computers. Um, it's it threatens encryption. It threatens um, internet security. It it's kind of it will be the the new form of almost like basic internet rights is what net neutrality is going to become if it's allowed to kind of grow and expand at will because um, the big conservative take on it is oh um, take the government away from it don't legislate it let the free market decide what happens but the free market is already controlled by two behemoth corporations that
3: right.
1: are arguably as powerful if not more powerful than legislation itself so there has to be something to regulate that otherwise this is going to grow out of control and then eventually they might merge into one and then you have a monopoly and we had the same problem 100 years ago with steel and oil and the same problem forty years ago with telephone.
0: I hate to say it, but who's to say they're not already a monopoly posing as two companies? Yeah. that yeah. too. So what would bring in the new conspiracy theorists. what would two let's let's say two new <clears throat> ISPs come into the picture, little guys, what can they do at um, this point? Like take Google a look Fib- at <laughs> Yeah, Google Fiber.
1: Yeah, take a look at what happened with um with Bell. Um you were brought up earlier. They they broke them apart into six different uh telephone companies and then they kind of yeah, the ones that kind of like kind of puttered out and died and then you came down to Verizon, AT&T, T-Mobile, Sprint and then you have like Virgin Mobile and a bunch of smaller ones um and T-Mobile started getting popularity because it was rolling out better stuff like they had the unlimited data they did um like music doesn't count against your data cap they they were the only ones who kept unlimited data when AT&T and Verizon got rid of it and through them gaining popularity. Now Verizon just kind of rolled back everything. It was like, Oh, okay, we're doing unlimited data again. It's back. And they rolled it out at the same price that T-Mobile had it at. Right. So like apply the same concepts to ISPs. You'll have a few ISPs that start gaining popularity because they're kind of the underdog and they're rolling out really cool stuff. And, will be like oh okay cool so we may not have as good of a fiber network as uh, Verizon or Comcast but we're going to roll out 200 megabits for 50 bucks a month something like that and then you get other comp- people who are like oh this is actually like a cool thing we have, to have good speeds or like a company that's more reliable or a company that gets you the full gigabit instead of 940 megabits right. so competition's healthy it's good for capitalism what so I like to hear. <laughs> it drives the price down on everything, on right. everything. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm saying. It's going to be exponential once you see that happen. But the only thing is that we need to let it happen, or we need to help it happen sooner, before it spirals out of control. Well if, said. If,
2: if the net neutrality doesn't stay, or if it doesn't stay open, if it doesn't stay to the the free open internet that we loosely have now. I mean you're going to see not even just that, not even just the ISPs. I mean, you could see them block so many different things. I mean, companies like Facebook, I mean, imagine if they're, if that was taken away from us
3: before, mm-hmm. Net,
2: before Facebook even started. That doesn't even exist now. Twitter wouldn't exist. These information, Reddit wouldn't exist. These places, smaller businesses, if they don't want you to get information from anywhere besides them, if they have that control, Verizon, AT&T, and so forth – they could easily block you from never seeing those websites again and then all the information that we get that could potentially be helpful to whether it be getting jobs, uh, new companies starting, GoFundMe pages, all kinds of things could just be gone and blocked forever. Mm -hmm. And Mm not even talking about the big companies who could potentially compete with them to drive their prices down. I'm talking in general small business across the world has moved to the online form because brick and mortar is so expensive to control long term that could drive a stake in the heart of, of small business and, and entrepreneurship. Here's,
1: mm-hmm. it here's kills small business.
0: business. Here's the mind flub for you, or if that's already happening. Yeah, really. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. And
1: the scariest analogy that I've seen for um, letting this spiral out of control is imagine picking your internet plan in the same way you pick a cable subscription plan where you get access to the base plan, where you get Facebook, Google, uh wikipedia this and then like you expand to like the the other plan where you get like espn.com and like next tier sites like netflix yeah. and stuff. Like, an, I'm, it, it, I'm
0: gonna stop you there i don't want to think about it
1: <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> yeah. it sounds awful and that's what would happen if this spirals out of control right um you start and then like comcast in certain areas that the in and it, it's in markets where they're the this is important they're the only competition Comcast has started rolling out data caps on their home internet plans. So like a data cap you have on your phone, if you roll over your data limit at home on your home desktop, you'll get overage charges, which makes absolutely no sense Right. that they would roll that out, right. and they're starting to do that, and you'd be surprised. Like I, I think uh, Windows 10 has a feature to see how much data you're using, and I looked like within four days, I was at 22 gigs. <laughs> so it's it's something that people need to be aware of, and if they support it um donate to um, organizations that um, that are defending this and trying to um, right. counter the lobbying and stuff like that against it so um I can uh, when the episode is published I can put a couple of links in the show notes to um, different organizations that are kind of fighting that and if people want to make a donation they can it's nothing goes to, it all goes straight to them. It's, they're fighting the the good fight for the internet. Right. So, I just, I thought it was important to kind of close out on a note like that.
0: Agreed. Positive message, something that'll benefit everybody. Mm-hmm. So we can see more stuff like Google ad blocking.
1: That's right. And <laughs> Watson playing deep-minded chess. <laughs> so... uh
2: If nobody else has anything, anybody, anything before we go, gentlemen?
1: I think that covers it. I am all set, fish. That's a wrap.
2: All right. Well, for Thompson, J-Bones, Slavin, new guy, Kyle Fisher, (laughs) fish right here. Uh, Thanks for listening this week, guys, and we'll catch you soon.